Welcome to Naturopathy Today. Your hosts are Dr. Michael Schwartz and Steve Langford. Join them as they guide you on a journey to good health through holistic naturopathy. Now here are Michael and Steve. Hi, and welcome back to another fabulous Naturopathy Today. And I'm joined by my favorite and only co-host. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Michael. I guess somebody had to do it, right? <laughs> so here I am, and um, really looking forward to continuing the conversation that we started last week when we were talking about diabetes. I think, you know, today we're going to talk about where we go with that information you shared with us. Absolutely. And I wanted to comment on something you just said, and that is somebody had to do it. I'm glad that you may <laughs> suffer from a victim pattern, and <laughs> I can take advantage of that. I'm a glutton for punishment. What can I say? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right. So, so getting on to the diabetes, the ways to fix it, because we've covered all the other aspects. So now what do you do nutritionally to get it done? First and foremost is zinc. And because the, what zinc does is it actually helps the body build insulin. Not only does it help the body build it, but it also helps the body utilize it. So it's like I'm building and carrying it so the body can get the most benefit out of it. So zinc is number one. Another important nutrient is chromium, as you well know, because it helps maintain normal levels of blood sugar. When the levels are high, supplementation will lower them. And if the levels are low, chromium helps raise them. So it's really a fabulous mineral. Another thing that I like to give clients is iodine, because the iodine helps with the thyroid, which helps with metabolism, which helps to burn the sugar. What kind of things do you throw in, Steve? Well, the ones that you mentioned are some of the most important that I'm aware of, especially the chromium. But the question that came up to me as you were mentioning that, one of the things that I always realize is that there's these different forms of minerals. Chromium especially has, you know, half a dozen different forms. Zinc does as well. Do you find that the form of minerals that people take, is that going to make a difference or can people just buy any form of the mineral and expect to get equally good results? No, I think that there are certain forms like for a lot of the minerals being chelated an amino acid chelate and chelate, what that really means in Latin is a claw. So it kind of hooks into the cell and forces its way in or claws its way in. So it's much more readily utilized by the body. We use chromate when it comes to chromium and OptiZinc when it comes to the zinc. So we buy some branded material that is known for its efficacies and for easy assimilation and utilization. You said so, something interesting there that um, I, I'm not sure that we've actually touched upon this, but now might be a good segue for that. Uh, you, you use the term trademark, and I've often referred to that as trademarked, branded, clinically studied raw materials. And so what you're affirming here is that the form of the mineral can really make a difference, and even the company that manufactures it 
can make a difference. And so to encourage our listeners to pay attention to the form of the minerals that's in their formulas and to seek out these trademark branded uh, raw materials that companies like yours use and good companies do use because of that effect. And so to me, that's always been an important point that if you want the best results, use the forms that were used in the studies. And I think that's what we're describing here. To some degree, absolutely. I will say that I do not use all of the branded materials because my whole concept when I started the company was to make a program because I don't consider my products true supplements as much as I do a true naturopathic program because you know going back to treating the whole person do no harm find the cause and when I work with somebody I try to take a look at what their primary concern is then and what that issue really is the secondary issue that that evolves out of the primary and sometimes I address even the tertiary so that because when I had my consultation practice Steve my rule of thumb was you'll feel better in three days or you get your money back to me life is really very simple either you know what you're doing or you don't you can only bs so far although I've seen the limits on that based on some people go way beyond what I thought was possible to BS about. But nonetheless, there is that. With my products, my rule of thumb when I do a training is I tell the staff, you can tell the client, the customer, that you know they should have an effect or a result within 21 days or they can get their money back. Of course, there are two products that you know, for fertilization, our male and female reproductive, I will guarantee up to three bottles for couples trying to conceive because my belief is the problem lies in malnourishment. And so if you nourish the body, it is a divine creation. It seeks balance and harmony. And by giving the reproductive system the nutrients it needs, we will have fertilization. So- Go ahead. Does the idea of a program suggest that these nutrients even work better when they're in combination with uh, nutrients for which they have a synergy? Is the idea that we'll get better results if we include these together? You know, somebody might take chromium or they might take zinc, but if they're taking the ones that are in your program, they're likely to see better and faster results? Oh, without a doubt. In fact, actually, I introduced the concept in what 84 80 yeah 84 beginning of 85 of synergistically complete products and then of course that made it into the mainstream and then it, it you know falls by the wayside i also introduced in 87 the whole concept of gender vitamins and i introduced the concept of separating your vitamins which you should take in the morning and your minerals which you should take at night Trying to introduce new concepts is somewhat difficult, which is why I've been promoting naturopathy as a nourishing healing modality. And what I mean by that is if you nourish the body, the body will heal itself. I'm not a healer. My products are not healing. The body is the healer, but you've got to give the body what it requires. 
And that's my. You had started off talking about zinc and chromium, which I think are two pretty well known. Um, and then you mentioned iodine, which I hadn't really thought of in terms of uh, for diabetes. Um, and I think that's where you left off. So um, yeah. I'm sorry for that little um, interjection there. I know I often take us off topic. So um, let me bring us back here. <laughs> but it does bring up good stuff. Yeah, the iodine for metabolism, other things for metabolism or B1, which help you know burn the carbohydrates. And vanadium, which happens to be a, a insulin mimicker and glutamic acid is really fabulous because not only does it help reduce the cravings for sugar, it also helps reduce the uh, cravings for alcohol. So there's a way to get, and I also think that, and you probably know better than I do, I think what, there's a Bach flower remedy for getting rid of alcoholism. And I also remember the herb kudu is uh, another thing for reducing alcohol cravings. So those are some of the things. And now, then well, you had asked me about um, ingredients and one that I have looked to as an herb is golden seal and because of its berberine. Um, and we've mentioned that in previous episodes, but that's one of the herbs that I've heard is very effective. Absolutely, as is cinnamon. And have you ever heard of banaba? I have heard of it, yes. You know, what's interesting is that I think if I remember correctly, cinnamon helps carry the sugar molecule to the cell and banaba helps take it in. Fascinating. Herbs are fascinating. Well, the synergy of these nutrients, and that's where, you know, the art and the science come together. It's interesting that you mentioned cinnamon, because I did a very interesting interview on HealthQuest podcast one time with the original researcher who discovered oh, yeah. that benefit of cinnamon and how they discovered it using apple pie. They were looking for, you know, different things. And then what was it in the apple pie that actually made this difference and finally tracked it down to cinnamon? And I'm not sure how far into cinnamon they went, but, you know, the fact that these things are in our foods and if we even use them in our diet, they can have a benefit to us as well. Something as simple and good as cinnamon. Absolutely. Something else that's really good in it for the diabetic are cedar berries, because this helps stimulate the pancreas, which helps the body build the insulin. And it's assuming, obviously, that's for a type 2 diabetic. Type 1, there may not be any beta cells left, and we talked about that. Kelp, because, again, we're back to stimulating the me metabolic rate of the body, because we want to burn the sugar. The sugar is fuel, period. So we want to really get that metabolic rate up so the body can utilize the sugar so it doesn't pool, create nerve damage, and impede circulation. I also realized that we should mention very briefly the role, and I think we did talk about the role of panathenic acid in stress when we said when it's taxed, it brings up blood pressure, lowers the immune system, and also interferes with the regulation of blood sugar. So panathenic acid, vitamin C, and then, of course, the herbs. Uh, I like ashwagandha and turmeric along with licorice. Is there anything else that you would throw in for the adrenals? Oh, gosh, off the top of my head, I think you've pretty much covered them all. I think the vitamin C and panathenic acid have always been two of my favorites. And I found that 
when I recommend people taking higher doses of vitamin C and higher doses of panathenic acid, that it can do wonderful things for the adrenal glands. And I've especially noted it as an aside for people with allergies. Oh, Not necessarily did I know that for diabetes, though, though I do now. Well, you know, it's a matter of keeping the adrenal glands healthy because they talk to the pancreas and they talk to the liver, all kinds of internal communication. That's why sometimes it is good to talk to yourself because that way, one, you can have a good conversation and you're not going to argue with yourself. So, you know, talking to the self is not necessarily a bad thing. Well, you know, you asked me about my my favorites and, and I just have to reiterate what you've described as your program. I've always found it helpful to people if they can find a product that's intelligently formulated that has these various nutrients in it in a balance that is created, formulated by somebody who knows what they're doing, that this can oftentimes make it very easy for people to follow a program as opposed to saying, buy vitamin C, buy panathenic acid, buy golden seal, buy all of these things and remember to take them all every day the idea of a program, a synergistic formula, just seems to make so much sense. It gives people the right formulas and the confidence to be consistent about their program. And I think because of my approach, it's allowed me without really being a heavy advertiser. Actually, I do very little, almost no advertising and marketing. And, you know, we're in our 38th year. So I'm doing something right. Word of mouth goes a long way. Recommendations from satisfied customers and retailers. That's how it happens. That's how it's been historically. People who share this knowledge like we're doing now, uh, this is how people gain insight and direction. And so you've been doing it a long time. So have I. We realize the importance of sharing this information. It's why we take the time to do this podcast. Absolutely. It's essential. One of the vegetables that's really fabulous, and I use it actually in my formula, is nopales, cactus leaves. They are, in fact, I learned this because, you know, I started my practice in McAllen, Texas, and I, most of my clients were from Mexico, and I made friends with some of the folks, and they introduced me to some naturistas on the other side of the river, and I learned that nopales is really fabulous for diabetes because it actually has a molecule that the body utilizes as insulin. So I thought that, so I threw that in. And that's very interesting. It is. It's fascinating what's out there in nature, you know, like gymnasia is another thing that helps the body utilize sugar and blueberries are great. Not only as an antioxidant, but they also nourish the pancreas. So those are all the things that people can do. This is one of the reasons why I think we mentioned a couple of shows back. When you listen to our podcast, keep a pencil and paper handy. You know, either that or drop us a line and say, you know, what was those things you talked about? Because I know Steve and I both talk fast, you know, because we're both from the north part of the country. Although I've been in Texas now 40 years and you would think I'd slow down, but uh-uh. I'm still, you know, (laughs) I got my Northeast bringing up, coming up. So anyway, we talk fast, So, but write it down. Since we're at the time of the year, we're getting ready for bathing suit season. Yeah, we got to start. (laughs) Maybe you are. I'm not sure about me. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you know, I'm still vain. <laughs> I think it has something to do with the fact that I'm immature. At least Phyllis seems to think so, that I'm just coming out of puberty. So yeah. you know, I'm not sure what that's about. Anyway, getting ready for the summer and looking good. So the following segments that we're going to do will focus on weight maintenance. And obviously the goal is to lose the excess weight. And so that, you know, brings into question, well, what exactly is excess weight? You know, because when you look, I mean, it's obvious on some people, you can tell, hmm, they could stand to lose, you know, 20, 30 pounds. I look in the mirror myself and I know, hmm, I could stand to lose seven, eight, maybe 10 pounds. So I went online to see what was considered the ideal weight for bone structure and height. So, and how to discover what constitutes excess weight. So here's the formula. What you do is you take your current weight, whatever it is, and then you find your ideal weight for your height and structure, and you subtract the ideal from the current, and that gives you the excess. So I decided I'd give you two examples. The first is a six-footer, and I forget, I didn't write down the range, or I did, that's probably somewhere on my desk, but the ideal weight for a person of medium frame, six-foot height, would be 178 pounds. A five-foot person, same condition, medium frame, ideal weight 106. So then I did myself at 5.7, even though in my mind I'm 6'3", but it, so I'm in great shape <laughs> for a six-footer, but for 5'7", it turned out to be the ideal weight is 163. So I realized, hmm, I've got a little bit of a way to go. So the benefits of losing weight, I always think first and foremost, of cardiovascular health, because if you're losing weight, you're lowering your cholesterol and you're improving your circulation. Steve, what would you add to some of the benefits of losing weight? Well, probably one of the most important is going to be self-esteem. I think that this is, you know, so often people suffer because of their weight, they're embarrassed, they don't want to, you know, show their bodies in public and they're ashamed because they haven't got their eating under control or even maybe they have a glandular issue. But still, I think a lot of people feel this sort of public condemnation, even if it's really not there. People feel it is. And I think so often this is is so destructive for people. So I, I'm, I'm a lot about, you know, first of all, accepting ourselves allowing ourselves to be deficient in some way, and then seeking to improve. So I've always looked at it as not so much a weight loss process, but a weight maintenance process so that if you start to be healthier, you start to do the things that lead to better weight, the weight becomes normalized or more normalized as you do these other things. I oftentimes find if people go on a diet to lose weight, they're going to go off the diet. So yep. I look at all the things I've recommended for people, I describe them as aids to weight loss. 
You don't take it because it's going to just melt the pounds. Some drugs might do that, but we know that's not healthy. But if we seek to be healthy and make better choices, then I think the overall body becomes healthier. And one of the consequences may be that weight starts to normalize. And then you can imply the or apply these aids to weight loss to facilitate that process. So certainly nourishing the thyroid for metabolism is one of the go-to ways to do that. But have have you considered, you know, I'm sure you have, the role of our, our mental state and our mind and our self-talk in this process? Actually, I have, and I think that's a great place to break because I think we're, we've, you know, we're in our time zone. And when we come back next week, we'll start off with that, with the psychological as to why we hold on to our weight. Because if you understand why you're holding on, then it's easier to let go. So next week, we'll jump in with that. Until then, have a fabulous week. Start beginning to think about your diet because that's always the best place to start. So that's it for me, Steve. And that's all I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you, Michael. Um, me too. I really know that sometimes we get going long, folks, but you'll just have to bear with us. That's just who we are. So we'll cut this and we'll see you at our next episode. Thank you, Michael. Have a good week. You too, Steve. Take care and be well. Thank you for listening to Naturopathy Today, sponsored by MNP, Michael's Naturopathic Programs at michaelshealth.com. Join us every Monday for the latest episode in this journey to excellent health on all levels.